Blog Talk Radio. Looking for informative educational radio and not same jant banter for hours and hours, same ego, same questions, same format. Then Sports Beat, your alternative, is next as part of Mountain Meadow Productions. Stay tuned. <laughs> From the studio of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sportsbeat Radio, this is Sportsbeat, a provocative, insightful, informative, and educational show that we hope will educate the sports listener to the specific of sport. With interviews, analysis, and a comprehensive look at the topics we feel will be appealing to the listener, and with that said, we're not just your average call-in, same subject, same question, over and over sports radio, but we like to think of ourselves as informative and educational radio. So why not sit back and for the next 30 minutes or so, we hope you'll find the program informative, educational, and above all, enjoyable. And with that said and done, this is Sportsbeat, and we're coming at you live. And I'm your host, John Spoolis. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another segment of Sportsbeat Radio, talking sports as we enter the fourth week already of January. Today, Monday, January 22nd, 2024. We're gobbling up the time already. It's almost February. It's hard to believe. But nonetheless, thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sports Beat Radio Talking Sports. And today, talking about it, somewhat of a controversial issue. And whenever you mention the topic, uh, people get their feathers riled up a little bit. And our show today is are NFL games fixed? You know, it's a fair question. We've seen over the years. We haven't seen a lot of it, but we have seen, uh, you know, rigged games. We've seen way back in the early part of the 1900s, we saw the Chicago White Sox, known as the Black Sox, for their uh, part in uh, fixing the World Series against an inferior Cincinnati team. Uh, there were several players who were indicted. Uh, I don't know that anybody was actually charged, but uh, if you remember, the new commissioner who came in uh, and uh, wreaked havoc on those players barred most of them from ever playing again. And then we saw some point shaving in college basketball. Uh, so, you know, it does go on, but especially now that there's so much sports betting. You know what gets me about professional sports, particularly the NFL, is they try to have this demeanor about them. You know, we're this and we're family-oriented and we're this and we're that. And, you know, here they are. They they uh, tabooed, so to speak, the uh, sports gambling years ago. They weren't a part of it. Uh, if you remember Joe Namath way back in the 60s was part of uh, uh, a bar that he owned uh, the Bachelors Three, I believe it was called, and uh, the commissioner, Pete Rozelle, gave him an ultimatum: either sell the bar because it was noted uh, with uh, gangster-type people who were involved in sports betting and so forth. And Rozelle, you know, put his uh, fist down and said, "Either sell or get out of football." And Namath uh, had said that he was going to get out of football. Namath was quite the actor. Uh, with the New York Jets, and probably was a good thing because I think Namath saved the AFL. 
uh, particularly when he signed out of Alabama in 65 for all that money, 450000 I believe it was. Uh, some estimates are higher. It was a fortune in those days. He was the highest paid player ever up to that point. But uh, he came on teary-eyed and said, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to sell, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to uh, keep the bar, and I'm, I'm going to get out of football. And then, of course, uh, a short time later, he, he rescinded and came to his senses and went back to the Jets. Uh, I always admired Pete Rosell. He was a no-nonsense guy. But uh, the story is not about him. It's about are the games rigged? And, you know, it all starts with officiating, not so much with the players. And we've seen some of probably sports' worst officiating that you can imagine in the NFL over the last several years. I, I still remember way back a few years ago the Rams and the uh, Saints on that just blatant, absolutely blatant miscall uh, on pass interference. And it really cost... Uh, Drew Brees and the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And and they got away with it. I mean, some of these calls, you know, we, we look way back to the 70s, that great game between the Houston Oilers and Dan Pastorini and Bubba Phillips against Chuck Noll and the Pittsburgh Steelers at Three River Stadium when Mike Renfro uh, caught that pass. Now, you know, it still didn't mean that the Oilers would have won, but it certainly would have given them momentum. The Oilers uh, seem to always fall kind of like the Buffalo Bills do to the Chiefs uh, in the days when they played Pittsburgh. But it was a great game, and there were many people that felt that that uh, was a catch. Mike Renfro still feels that he caught the ball, and that was the play really that, that initiated uh, review. And during that period, there was a call from uh, the commissioner, uh, and uh, they didn't want to change the call because Pittsburgh fans were rowdy. The, uh, the uh, Steelers hadn't won in, in uh, you know decades. They were the doormat team, and all of a sudden they have a chance now to uh, flex their muscles in the playoffs, first time in decades. And uh, the referee crew supposedly took a call and said, you know, keep the – keep the call the way you have it, and uh, there was some consideration of uh, some of the, the officials kind of uh, were opposite in, in the actual call. They felt that maybe Renfro did catch the ball, but nonetheless, uh, that was one way of possibly turning the game. And so the NFL has certainly had its share of negatives over the years. You know, now they endorse sports betting, and what a better time than have games rigged when you have billions of dollars wagered over football games. And so the question is, is the game rigged? So, you know, each year, Roger Goodell and the rest of the NFL League of Office somehow convince all 1,696 NFL players to fulfill the script of the upcoming season. Former players have confirmed longstanding fan speculation that the NFL is rigged. So on January 31st, the former NFL running back Arian Foster confirmed on the microdosing podcast that the NFL gave him and other players a script for the upcoming season before they started playing any games. Foster said this, and I quote, we were dedicated to the script, so it was more so that was what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. So obviously 
that is not the case. The NFL is almost certainly not rigged, as convincing many people who have dedicated their lives to the sport to follow a script would be impossible. But that will never stop fan speculation that the rigging is real. So what are some of the most blatant times the NFL appeared rigged? Well, the tuck rule. When an NFL quarterback is hit and the ball comes loose, it's a fumble unless that quarterback's arm is moving forward in a throwing motion. Then it is an incomplete pass. But in the 2001 AFC Divisional Round matchup between the New England Patriots and the Raiders, that rule was seemingly forgotten. Tom Brady, if you remember, he fumbled the ball, but the refs called the ball dead as an incomplete pass instead. And the call was vital as the Patriots went on to win the game on a game-winning field goal, 16-13. to Not only did they win that game, but they also went to win the Super Bowl, the first of Brady's career and the team's dynasty. And then you take the Super Bowl following Hurricane Katrina. It took years for New Orleans to go through the recovery efforts for the damage and loss that it caused, three years after its initial tear. They were still recovering, but the city's NFL team, the Saints, miraculously won the Super Bowl. And the NFL wanted the Saints to win because of the publicity, increased ratings, and overall feel-good nature of it. And the conspiracy runs so deep that they have outlined the potential that even opposing quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, helped fix the game. Of course, we know all about Peyton Manning anyway. He's one of my uh, ultimate heroes in the negative. Uh, had molested a trainer at Tennessee. Uh, many players saw it. Uh, his father, Archie, uh, mentioned that the trainer had slept with various uh, athletes, degraded her. She ended up losing her job, and uh, Manning got away with it. They should all be locked up, all, both of them. But the story is not about Peyton Manning. But, of course, if, you know, if, if there was ever anybody involved, I would say that the old, old shucks boy would probably be uh, a pretty good culprit. Nonetheless, Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, the current age dynasty of the NFL that replaced the Patriots, Patrick Mahomes, the new legendary quarterback to replace Tom Brady. So neither of those can happen unless the team wins its first Super Bowl. That's exactly what happened uh, in that Super Bowl. Officiating in the game was seemingly one-sided as always, and some calls were controversial, to say the least, including a bad pass interference call on San Francisco 49ers tied in. George Kittle. And then, if you remember the Minneapolis miracle, justifying the Minneapolis miracles being rigged as simple, how in the world does an NFL safety, in this case the Saints' Marcus Williams, absolutely blunder such a simple tackle? All Williams needed to do was wrap up Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Stephon Diggs at the time when uh, Diggs played for Minnesota, and the game would have been over. He did not do that, so the only way that makes sense is if you believe he was paid off to lose the game purposely. Now, on the other side of the coin, and I'm not endorsing the NFL being rigged. I'm, not, I'm just presenting it as a topic, as a case, because there is a lot of uh, rumbling about it. There have been books written about it from very high-up people, writers, sports writers who cover the NFL and even though the tackle was missed by uh, Marcus Williams, uh, nobody can tackle in the NFL anyway. 
I call it the NTL, the No Tackle League, the NCL, the No Catch League. You know, for as popular as it is, the actual skills of the game have eroded. And then, of course, you know, we have to put up with this second year now of this touch football all-star game, the Pro Bowl, which for years has been a joke. And I don't even know why they play it. Uh, most people that I know don't even watch it. I remember uh, last year, I usually watch it only because it's usually a, a fairly decent offensive game because the rules uh, in place uh, for the defense, they can't uh, move on certain downs and things, you know, where they have to, there has to be a count off before they can go after. They don't want anybody hurt before they can go after the quarterback. But the game last year, I was switching channels, and I saw this this flag football thing, and I thought it was one of the skills competition. It turned out to be uh, the actual game. And anybody that watches and appreciates football, if you didn't turn it off, you were a fool. And then, of course, what do we see there? The Mannings. I'll do anything for a dollar Manning. He's there, you know, coaching him and Eli, or they're coaching the two teams. What are you coaching? Flag football. In a pro, in a professional game, flag football, and they're going to do the same thing this year. They're they're already uh, hyping it up, you know. Uh, make sure you watch this flag football game. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather watch uh, kids play flag football than to see the Mannings once again on TV, uh, coaching stupidity. I think uh, it says a lot for uh, Roger Goodell, who is probably one of the worst commissioners. In football, the only reason he's there is because he's made more money for the owners than any owner, uh, than any commissioner in the league. The extra large Super Bowl is one of the most notorious scrutinized games in NFL history, played between the Seahawks and the Steelers. Bleacher Report has called it an urban legend of how notorious it is. Even the referee from that game, Bill Levy, apologized to the Seahawks for the poor officiating and said that. He loses sleep over those missed calls. Actually, what we should do is uh, Dr. Pay, because if they were working for any other company, they'd probably be fired for incompetence. Most of these uh, officials are making eight to $10,000 a game to officiate, and the Three Stooges could probably do a better job. It's not weird that all of the big rig games come in the Super Bowl. For this edition of the NFL choosing the winner, it again comes down to not believing that a professional team, let alone one good enough to make the Super Bowl, could be that bad. The Atlanta Falcons, if you remember, led the Patriots 28-3 to with about a quarter and a half left to play. They also led 28-9 heading into the fourth quarter. All they had to do was kneel the ball every single play of offense and become Super Bowl champions. Did they not do that? Of course not. Patriots came back and won the game in overtime, begging the question of how an NFL team is that bad. Finally, the Harbaugh Bowl, if you remember. The first Super Bowl was coached by two brothers, one of the 49ers and the other for the Baltimore Ravens. During that game, the power inexplicably went out as the Ravens returner, Jacoby Jones, took the opening second-half kick 109 yards for a touchdown with no power, there was a 34-minute delay that is speculated to be none on, on purpose in hopes of halting the Ravens' momentum and giving the 49ers the opportunity to come back. Somehow, the Ravens still won the game, but the intent to fix the game was obviously clear. 
So, you know, are these substantiated situations where the NFL is rigged or it isn't? So the latest result has fans believing that the league is fixed. So after the game, uh, the uh, game last uh, few weeks ago, comeback by Jacksonville Jaguars against the Chargers, speculation among fans about the NFL being rigged started to pick up steam. Trailing 27 to nothing at one point, Jacksonville came back to beat the Chargers 31 to 30 in a scarcely believable finish. After the game, Trevor Lawrence, the Jags quarterback, was interviewed and asked how they pulled off the comeback, and Lawrence said the NFL could not have written a crazier script. That's what he said. The quarterback's comments had fans thinking that this was evidence that the league was scripted. Now, of course, you know, he, he may have said just that, that as, a, as, a, as a phrase, you know, as a, uh, something that uh, players say. You know, I remember Wilt Chamberlain being interviewed and you know, they, they said, uh, they asked him something about how many women was he with, and he said he was with 10,000 women. But then if you listen to Will Chamberlain give interviews, he always used 10,000. You know, I probably played in 10,000 games, that's what he said. Uh, you know, there's there's 10,000 this, there's 10,000 that. So, you know, to, to actually have betted 10,000 women, I think Will Chamberlain would have, would have uh, spent most of his time not playing basketball. So, you know, Trevor Howard's comment could have been just, you know, off the cheek. Doesn't mean that the league, you know, was certainly rigged, but uh, but one never knows. Um, and I think that, you know, is, is sports betting in football uh, causing games to be rigged? <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, fair, it's a fair question. And I think that... Uh, you know, when you look at it, uh, is it something that uh, should be scrutinized? So, you know, when you look at the, the situation, uh, you know, for, for whatever goes on on the field, uh, there has been speculation over the years that the NFL officiating, as atrocious as it is, has led to games being, you might say, fixed. Now, there's an interesting uh, side note to that. Um, the NFL, whenever they have their Super Bowl logo, it's always a certain color. And someone told me about this. I, I didn't get a chance really to uh, investigate it, but I'll throw it out there in that, Every year, or the last several years, the logo color has matched the winner of the Super Bowl. And there are those who feel that, uh, you know, certain cities that need the money, like uh, New Orleans after Katrina, where the city was really devastated financially, uh, you know, the Super Bowl win brings in billions of dollars. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl this year is going to be in Vegas, where the uh, Raiders play. And it's going to be bringing in – it's a perfect place because everybody goes there to wager and gamble and so forth. Uh, also, there's a, there's a side note to uh, the Super Bowl and championships, and it is a negative one. 
there is a lot of sex trafficking that goes on during Super Bowl game. And uh, that is a uh, something that uh, is justified. I've read numerous situations about that. Um, I don't know that the Super Bowl uh, is responsible for it, but the game itself, whenever it has been played over the years, there's a real upsurge in trafficking, uh, which is despicable as it is. Uh, but it, but nonetheless, do you think that sports are rigged or why not? So some of the people said uh, – Detroit's Montgomery running the ball to the one-yard line, two pass attempts, then third-string running back Craig Reynolds running on fourth down indicates to me that someone didn't want Montgomery to get a touchdown there. Add in the fact that Montgomery gets a rushing touchdown almost every game, then that FanDuel ran a boost on him as any time touchdown scorer makes it clear that it's rigged. All three other running backs scored a touchdown besides Montgomery. Somebody scooped a lot of money from tens of thousands at FanDuel. That was uh, one of the uh, comments. Another one, I am from Michigan. The Lions haven't done well in my lifetime, but they are doing well now. Could this be totally rigged as a plan to boost the local economy? So many people are out there, out and about, partying and betting, etc. It must be great for rich people or rich men. If they can rig an election in front of our eyes and people still deny it, you really think they aren't rigging sports wagering, a multi-billion dollar operation? Now, you know, it's interesting. I was saying about the colors of the logo, and I got sidetracked on it. This year's color is a purple. So does that mean the Ravens are going to win? You know, I I did look at the logos in the past couple of years, and and, uh, it's an interesting concept. But because there's so much money now involved in sports betting, uh, to rig these games, doing it by officiating and so forth. And if you noticed, the officiating got worse as sports betting became more and more uh, adaptable to various states. Uh, when it first came in, there were certain states like New York and so forth that had it. Other states didn't. You would have had to go to New York to wager. Uh, you couldn't wager in your own state if they didn't have it. And, now, of course, now uh, money bastardizes. We always said that over the, all the years uh, I've been doing this show since 2016. Money changes people. People have gone to prison because of money. People have done things evil because of money. And uh, there's no reason to believe that this isn't going to happen now in sports as wagering becomes uh, the sign of the times. Uh, and it's going to be universal if it isn't already. I'm not sure how many states actually have it. Uh, but, you know, when they see the amounts of money that they can make, they're certainly not going to stand, uh, sit on their hands. They're going to make every effort uh, to uh, put their hands in the till because money bastardizes. We see that all the time. The greatest evil on the planet is money. And so are the games fixed? Well, we made some comments earlier about the tackling you know, how an easy tackle was missed. Uh, you know, I think it really depends on the officiating because that's where money will be won and lost, not so much with the players. It, it's, it's like players, uh, when they talk sports radio, talks about tanking. You know, the, some of the New York sports radio uh, icons as, uh, you know, know-it-alls, 
uh, come on and said, you know, maybe the uh, Giants should tank uh, so they can get a higher pick. Maybe the Jets should tank so they can get a higher pick. I don't know of any professional that I've ever interviewed. And I've interviewed various professionals, mostly from the past, who probably had more honor in the game than the ones today. But, but nonetheless, I've never met a, a professional athlete or any athlete, even minor leaguers that I've interviewed, who uh, have a taste for losing on purpose. You know, it's, all, it's almost like doing your job negatively, knowing that you're going to get fired if you're caught. Um, I know of a situation now of a person who is a – has a very prestigious firm in New York City, and they just fired somebody who'd been there for 45 years because he wasn't putting in his his due, kind of jerking around. Now, he's very rich because of it, but he was still let go because he was kind of slacking off. I don't know of any professional athlete that does that. I think most professional athletes, uh, at least the ones that I've come in contact to, are very precise in winning regardless of the record. I mean, you see uh, the uh, jubilation on the Detroit Pistons a few weeks ago when they won after losing, you know, 30-plus games in a row. They look like a team, uh, when they were celebrating on the court in the locker room, they look like a team that just won the NBA championship. So, you know, missed tackles, you know, catches that are dropped and so forth really is a part of the NFL. I mean, it's uh, the skill level today, I think, is atrocious. And then, you know, watering down the game by, you know, these these uh, moronic kickoffs that always go into the end zone. They've taken that away from the game. Now, I do realize that that's a dangerous thing, you know, running the ball back. People have been injured, but people get injured all the time in football because it's a violent sport, particularly now because of the size and muscularness of these uh, players. You know, why not just put the ball at the 25 or 20, wherever you're doing, and just start the game like the uh, USFL and XFL did? But instead, they continue to do negative things. And I think more than worrying about whether or not games are fixed is where the game is going. Uh, We're seeing mediocre games. I don't think the playoffs this year were really that exciting. Uh, Last week's uh, games, uh, other than Buffalo playing, was uh, dismal. They were blowouts. Dallas was terrible. Uh, The games yesterday, uh, the Chiefs and Bills, was probably the highlight of the playoffs. That's always uh, a great series where the Chiefs uh, beat the Bills again, 27-24, Bills didn't really play overly well, had numerous chances. Bass missed the field goal at the end of the game, but it, but even if he would have made it, it would have given Mahomes a few minutes, and we've seen what he can do in waning minutes of a game. So I think what we really have to worry about in the NFL so much is not the whether the games are rigged, but where it's going. You know, we're seeing games now on Peacock where you're going to have to buy – uh, those of us who don't have these networks have to buy, go out and buy these things. And within the next several years, I think the NFL is going to be all pay-per-view. You're not going to be able to get anything on TV. They'll rig that, too. 
if it is rigged, because the networks probably will not be able to afford what the NFL keeps demanding uh, to uh, negotiate the contracts to show their product. And it's interesting because what will happen then, you know, will people stop watching? I've known people that I know personally that said, you know, if I have to buy a subscription to Peacock or whatever, some people have told me they didn't even know what Peacock was. But you do have to buy it. And they said that they wouldn't, they wouldn't watch. They're not going to spend more money on an already oversaturized cable bill. Most people paying well over $250 a month for, for cable. Of shows that you don't even watch half the time. So, you know, is the NFL rigged? Well, there are those who feel it is. And then, of course, when you analyze the situation of missed tackles and so forth, you know, and drop passes, it's really part of the game anyway. So don't know that that's really evidence enough that it is rigged. But it is an interesting idea. There are books out on it. And uh, you can peruse those books on Amazon uh, from some uh, sports writers who, who seem to know what they're talking about. But uh, it is an interesting concept now that uh, sports gambling and billions and billions of dollars are at stake. It's like uh, people who have rigged the stock market over the years. Well, that'll about do it for our show today. Thanks so much for joining us on this segment of Sports Beat Radio Talk and Sports, talking about our NFL games rigged. Of course, the AFC Championship, the uh, Ravens taking on the Chiefs. The Ravens are three-point favorites in that game. And the Detroit Lions, since 1957, haven't won a championship. They are seven-point underdogs against the San Francisco 49ers. Sports Beat's been a presentation of Mountain Meadow Productions and Sports Beat Radio. And until next time, all of you have a great day and great sports. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.